0: You're listening to... Whoa! Hot luck.
1: Hot luck. Hey guys. Welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. I'm an actor, producer, entrepreneur, and I'm here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're staying safe, staying sane, staying healthy. And that is a perfect intro to this week's episode because that is what we are talking about. Staying safe, staying sane, and staying healthy, which is a tall order in 2021. Um, Even though my guest this week, Steve Lim, three-peat guest returning uh, friend of mine, even though we are vaccinated in a very privileged part of the world, uh, it's still a lot to manage sometimes and to pivot and adjust to all the different changes that are happening um, now that we are a year and a half into the COVID universe. And this is funny because Steve and I recorded this, I think, a week ago and already in that time... The landscape has continued to change and evolve because of the Delta variant. So please uh, listen to everything that is happening in this conversation with a grain of salt. Obviously, it is a very specific moment in time. I don't know when you're listening to this. We recorded this at the end of July 2021, and there is so much happening all the time. And that's why we need to talk about it. So, if you've been going through it in your various ways, re entering society, um, being a little extra like myself, and traveling and seeing lots of friends and finding yourself really frazzled and low energy and stressed about how to navigate relationships and how to stay safe and all of that, um, with all the changes and everything that's going on, we are here for you. We are here to socially distance and metaphorically hold your hand through this. So, I hope that you enjoy uh steve's very deep insight all of his amazing strategies on how to cope and uh yeah my general feedback and and thought processes that hopefully you guys are used to by now and hope that you're enjoying in any case um please stick around for the end of the episode as always we have a featured uh, independent artist that i love and i want to share uh friends of mine this week we have run river north returning with their song spiders i just love it and i think it's so suited for this episode so that you stick around to the end and listen to that because they're amazing and they make incredible music and you'll just love it but uh, in the meantime enjoy this episode with steve limb on navigating the new normal
0: what don't you Came in 88 with a dream, also bright eyed. They knew right away, sick of swim, there's no lifelines. Light-light. Cutting the teeth on the move. Nobody's paying the shoes. Are you okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay now.
1: You're attacked by a rug and screamed in my ear, and now we
0: are here.
2: I, I apologize. I apologize. It's just, um, you know, just uh, you got to pivot every half second these got days. It. God. It's all about the pivot, 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 pivot. Is um, that the
1: title of this episode? I think we have it now.
2: Pivot, 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 pivot,
1: pivot. pivot. I'm I'm and, doing a little
2: dance. I wish you could see it, but it's not worth watching.
1: Okay. We'll boomerang it later and then I'll use the Ross <laughs> meme from oh God. Friends. All right. You are he now. Sure. You have the hair now too, but um, anyway... <sighs> Back, how are you? You doing okay? I mean, we're both just like hunkered down again, kind of. We're recording just for time reference because every time we have these check ins and we're talking about this new normal that we're trying to figure out right now, and it's been a hell of an Eighteen months. Uh, we're recording this end of July, beginning of August of twenty twenty one.
2: Well, time here's the thing. Here, here's what for me I feel like uh, the lesson is: is that there's no such thing as normal.
1: Yes, that, exactly. that was all
2: just a concept we. Think we understood, uh, but the reality is normal is just uh, a fabrication. It's an ideal.
1: It's an ideal. Yeah. Welcome to first of all, everyone, where we go deep right out the gate. Everyone knows that if you've been listening to this podcast, y'all know. So anyway, but yeah, love it. New normal. What's your fabricate? What it? Okay. First of all, let's start off with like we we tried recording this and it was really funny because we recorded this, I think, in May and we'd both been vaccinated, et cetera So we can kind of regroup on that because I don't know what happened. I'm trying to remember. And memory is like a nice little luxury that I don't have anymore. If you don't Um,
2: remember, that probably means you got covid. You got the brain fog, memory loss. Is that's, that the that's signature the of COVID? Of long COVID right there. The Your biggest IQ thing I was scared of
1: was losing my taste, man, because food is like the one thing that like gives the most joy. And I was like, you can't take that away from me. So I was Absolutely. so scared I was gonna lose my my taste.
2: I, I know some people who um probably got COVID, but it was in like in December or January before you know it was more widely known. Mm-hmm. And they just felt they described having just like everything tasted like metal. Mm-hmm. So,
1: oh yeah, they probably. Had COVID. If you
2: can imagine that, it's like that's not fun.
1: Yeah, well, I remember like the main thing of COVID is like you lost your taste completely, so you wouldn't even taste anything. But if they tasted metal, I mean, if it messes oh. with your your that part of your brain and that functionality, then it, it might have been. I mean, who might have? Maybe say? they
2: just got like a pre-alpha. Uh, no, I can't use that word. Maybe like a pre a trial version of COVID, so it wasn't like complete taste of taste loss just Mm -hmm. um, metallic just you know
1: yeah this very deeply scientific speculation is brought to you by dr well it
2: sucks because it's like even the cdc has been pretty terrible over this pandemic about being clear on what the guidelines are so yeah i'm I'm not i i believe the science i trust the science Mm -hmm. you know i trust fauci fauci oh yeah um but i know that the fucking cdc Okay, I don't want to go into like a rant, like a political rant. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But it's like, okay, it's 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 July 28th, Wednesday. Okay, I don't, you know. And the CDC just finally acknowledged, oh, you know what? Maybe even if you're vaccinated, you should wear a mask in indoor public settings. Mm-hmm. So they put out finally uh, that recommendation. What, this past weekend? A couple of days ago? Yeah. yeah. Um. only after the fact that we've had a surge of cases primarily with the unvaccinated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then, here's the thing, right? This is my podcast, here's the thing. I know, no, I've said actually, this 18 no, that...
1: million times, like the name <laughs> of your podcast is, here's the thing.
2: No, but that podcast name is already taken because uh what's his face? Who From cares?
1: Have your version.
2: And he, anyway, the thing is, um, the so CDC stopped tracking breakthrough infections, right?
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: and so we don't have those numbers. We don't have that kind of data.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And now we're realizing, oh shit, breakthrough infections are a lot more frequent than we thought. And oh shit, it turns out it's kind of important to have those kind of numbers because it turns out even if you're vaccinated and you do get a milder a uh, case of COVID, not as life threatening or you know serious as for people who are unvaccinated, you mm-hmm. can still spread it to unvaccinated people. So it still matters that we should wear a mask. Right. So it's for kind of like... Other,
1: even on a personal level. So this is the thing that I think sank in with me before <laughs> and after getting vaccinated was the the concept for... for There's the altruistic part and the part of like being a decent human being and wanting to not uh, spread disease to other vulnerable people who could really suffer a lot more and die. And like, that's... I think that is a very admirable, worthy reason not to, to care about contracting COVID. Right. But my, on my selfish side too, just because it is a novel coronavirus, it's a new disease and we don't know the long-term effects of it. It's like different when like everybody done had polio before, like they know like the long-term effects of like, if you got it or not. Right. Or smallpox or whatever, like this is still new. And so I think there's been so much, um, that I've just sat and thought about for the last 18 months of like, I don't know if I want, I I not, I don't know. I don't want to mess with like getting COVID and then wondering about what the long-term effects are after. Because realistically, I was like, I'm probably not going to die if I get it. I'm pretty healthy. I'm mean, But you don't know because you don't know how bad it could be. Um, and maybe I had some like undiagnosed underlying condition that I just like have ignored because... I'm Korean, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sick. I'm fine, um, but you know, like, I, I just don't want. I don't want to test fate in that way. I don't want to mess with that. Of like, oh, and there's like people saying that you're more prone to mental health issues and like uh, scarred lung tissue and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I have stuff I want to do. Even if I survive COVID, like, I want to keep my quality of life. So I'm saying on a very selfish level, that's my argument to those who are like not for the vaccine and who don't care if they get COVID. One, um, I'm not trying to hundred.
2: I am with you 100 I feel the same exact way Because get this Right Mm
0: -hmm. One
2: We don't know much But then as time goes on We discover new things Mm -hmm. For example um, At this point we have A little bit more information About long COVID right And I'm not trying to scare anybody Or whatever But you know uh, In a a Worst case scenario There's people who Suffer severe memory loss And I thought I'm like I already have a bad memory (laughs) Like, I I was at a baby shower the other day, and I like I called this person Jasmine because I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Maybe I got COVID during this time. What is her name? (laughs) Unji. I don't know. How did you
1: get to Jasmine? Her name is Unji.
2: Well, I, I tried to justify it because. I was on a set recently, and and one of the people's names was Jasmine. Got so it. Okay. It was so lingering was little, around in my brain.
1: Yeah, it was a little brain fire, a little neural pathway detour.
2: But yeah, I mean, I'm just still, <laughs> I'm still, tr- I'm still trying to figure out how to socialize. Oh yeah, you know, because I'm not only do not have the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the practice in it. I'm out of yeah. practice. It, it requires practice, at it least does. for me. It does. Uh, even speaking, this is great effort. On my part, I sound like an idiot. Um, you
1: do not, and this is why I appreciate you so much, Steve. Thank you very, very, very much. Because <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I've been being me. I like right out the gate. I think I went a little ham. You know, as soon as I got vaccinated, and I, in my mind, in Minji world, like did my appropriate. Okay, we let thought, this marinate yeah. for a second.
2: We, I think most of us, we all thought we're good. All right, we got vaccine, yeah. We're good now. But there's a catch. There's a little catch, right? It's like, oh, you know what? Breakthrough infections are happening at a higher rate than 1%. So far, it kind of seems like, if you look at the numbers, it seems like it's about a 20% chance you might get a little bit of a bug. Yeah, Not that you'll be in the hospital, but you might get some, like I know a couple of people who already, who've already had breakthrough infections and they've suffered aches and like fever it's just like it doesn't sound pleasant anyway Mm -hmm. but on top of that now there's more stories and instances coming out where the effects of long covid is for example with memory loss right yeah um it's like stuff like i don't know how to use a fork that kind of stuff i'm like what i thought it was just about remembering what happened you know at your trip to the supermarket or last week or whatever a month ago no it's like a lot or it's like borderline alzheimer's kind of conditions well because uh, it's a,
1: they're figuring out they're doing a lot more research on the scientific side of like researching people who've died from covid and seeing like what did it do to their like physiologically what it what did it do to their body right now they have now there's data collection happening because there have been so many deaths and i think the people who have donated their body to science which i'm genuinely considering at this point like okay if i can help people advance their understanding of x y or z or whatever it is that takes me out um like they're learning more about that and like the the parts of the brain that it impacts. Why did it mess up someone's uh, sense of smell and taste? It's like specific parts of your brain that it like it messes with, and that's on the scientific side. And then like I'm I'm very much curious and like wondering in myself and in others the impact because you're saying we're out of practice, right? So it's like not even just the physical, like the cells and the and the neurons and all that that is very very real and i i'm deeply fascinated by but also just the long term effects of the stress and being desocialized and being isolated and having no human contact uh, in in a lot of specific ways of like 3d interaction you know what i mean yeah. like all of that and then the 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 amount of energy it's requiring to freaking re enter society. It's a lot, you know? And so that in my mind and on a cellular level too, it like not to be like super catastrophic about it or whatever, but like the, the prolonged effect of prolonged stress is like being more vulnerable, susceptible to being sick. Right. So like Mm -hmm. they go hand in hand. I'm not trying to like, we're not here to let it become gloom and doom. I just want to talk this shit out because Steve, it's been, it's been, it's been a moment and like, you know, there's good and bad. It's been also really great to like re-enter society in a lot of ways for a lot of good reasons that I would love to talk with you about. But it's also just been like we're we're kind of covering into like all the stressors right now. So I'm just putting that caveat out there.
2: I mean this shit keeps evolving every time and that's been the the situation from the get-go, right? Yes. And so I mean, now, you know, first of all <laughs> first of all, <laughs> um I I wanna apologize. I couldn't make it to your dinner because th- I'm, you know, I think I'm, I think out of all the people I know, I'm the most COVID cautious. I
0: yeah. Think.
1: And you're, or I'm, you're I'm among forgiven. There. Don't worry about it.
2: So that's why I had to make it the choice. I was like, you know what? There's this thing going around, but I don't want to rain on Minji's get together birthday. But then I, I don't know. Like, but me personally, I think even if I forced myself to go, I wouldn't have fun because I'd be like too like just worried and paranoid. And And
0: that's
1: totally fair. And we can use that as like an example. So that was my birthday dinner. It was recent. And I respected you not coming. And um, I didn't want you to worry. And to be totally transparent, like I was reconsidering hosting a birthday dinner, right? It felt at that point, I was like at this weird... Uh, ethical dilemma of like, okay, I really want to see my friends. I know we're vaccinated, but there's this Delta variant and it's creeping up in the news and it's kind of like, how much do I want to acknowledge um, the potential of like me being the reason why my friends might get sick and myself get sick, right? Or anybody else, right? Anybody else in the restaurant, right? And it's like this hyper awareness that I think we've had to continue to have over this really long period, like last year and a half that like, it was in my head. And like, now I freaking outed myself. Like at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I trust my friends. We've been vaccinated. Like, let's meet up for dinner. Um, I was going to time box it. Like, I don't know. I was rationalizing, like, how can I make it <laughs> so that we're not together too long? You know what I mean? And like, make sure that we're separated from other people. And like, I, a lot of those I mean, things. That was
2: the thing. Yeah. So my, my, my yeah. limit is, is like, the place, the venue has to be open air. If it's outside mm. and with like a bunch of people I don't know, then fine. Mm. But if it's like indoors, it, like I, then that's my limit. I'm like, I don't do the indoor stuff, you know, not right now. Now that's um, like a
1: big thing. I chose a really open indoor, like a not a small restaurant. I chose a restaurant that's like actually very big and spacious, high ceilings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, sh- I should have looked for an outdoor I should have consulted
2: you, Steve. You know what? Though I don't like using the the
1: word "should" that much either, so that means a lot. I'm like, I should have talked to you, Steve.
2: Well, yeah. What would Steve do? You know? Yeah. What
1: would Steve do (laughs) in all his paranoia? But he'd be sitting in his
2: underwear with his hair growing out. (laughs) So maybe not. What would Steve do?
0: Um, I mean, it's valid.
2: (laughs) I mean, I've been in situations too where I'm kind of caught off guard. Like I was meeting up with a friend in K Town, and then it turns out this was shortly after we all got fully vaxxed so it's kind of like pre-delta stuff mm-hmm. so it's kind of like okay it feels weird to be in this um restaurant bar with you know like they, they have the doors open but is that enough adequate ventilation i don't know yeah um there's there's people that i don't know in this room i don't know but it's kind of like you want to believe that hey let's just we can start to live now cuz we're vaccinated mm-hmm. and that was then that was like may or june or something
1: mm-hmm. but which already feels like a lifetime ago
2: it it is a lifetime ago you yeah. know especially for some people who haven't gotten that i'm like dude the last thing i like it's kind of like this also it's like i've been hunkering down for so long already mm-hmm. i i don't want to feel like an idiot for catching covid at like that it in my mind is the tail end of it. It's right, like, oh, we're so close; it almost feels like right. But then, even as I say that, I'm realizing, you know what? No, this shit's gonna go on for a while because we have so many people in America who don't wanna who don't wanna take the vaccine, and then on top of that, we have whole countries and continents where it's like there's not enough vaccine to go around. Right. And this shit's gonna all it takes is like a couple months from for it to travel from like the UK to America or whatever. You know, it's like. This is going to be in circulation for the next year or two. I, I realize, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which was the which was the forecast that was given last year, right? And I think, you know, I don't. I I, I think it's it's worth saying out loud because there's part of me that feels so stupid a little bit. Like I'm just I'm a very. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be as open and honest about all the fe- the feelings I've had as much as I can like remember them <laughs> because again, my memory is a little bit. Ugh. But I have felt like stupid too. And kind of, like, wanting to take advantage of this, like, little window of vaccination buffer of safety that we felt. And, yeah. Like, no, you, I, I people, mean, I people mean, can you, judge me, but, like, that's how it you, felt. You
2: shouldn't feel stupid about that, though, because we were all, I think, even Steve felt like he felt pretty protected. But then it's like...
1: Oh, Steve, your roommate, our friend Steve, who's way more...
2: I'm talking about myself. Oh, I'm referring you, Steve. To myself Got it. Person. Me being the most cautious person that yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you the, yeah. You know what I even do? I have like a system where I have these like, I tear out magazine pages. Uh-huh. This is back in the, I mean, I still do this actually out of habit now. But in the beginning when we were like, people were sometimes washing their potato chip bags and produce like, because out of fear that you might catch COVID from touching stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I had, me and my girlfriend, we had this system where we tear out magazine pages and we fold it up so we always have hand sanitizer and magazine pages so that we can open doorknobs with the, these pages and then toss it
1: instead That's of having smart. to touch
2: it directly.
1: I mean, I would do that in a bathroom, even before COVID. Sometimes, yeah, kind of like, like that. I would yeah, just yeah. always have like a paper towel or a piece of tissue yeah. or something. I'm like the ajuma, you know? That's
2: exactly what it is. But I mean, but if it you go to like a nice place, they allow that, they have this bathroom set up so that you can open the door with a paper towel and then easily toss it out as you leave got it. That's a fancy restaurant. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: can I ask you then, like, cause when we first were catching up after I didn't had I hadn't talked to you in a really long time. Um, how, how did you, what do you feel like your re-entry was like right after you got the vaccination? And were you like, were you really nervous when you got the vaccination? Were you like super stoked? Were you confident in it? Or were you just like, all right, might as well get it done. Like, what was that? And then how was it right after you got it?
2: Oh my God. So okay.
1: Also, what team are you?
2: <laughs> okay, so so you know there was a. I went to this um, vaccine site where they listed Pfizer, Moderna, and Janssen, aka Johnson and Johnson. Really mm-hmm. fucking confusing. Why they? Anyway, um, so I was like, maybe I have a choice. Mm-hmm. So I should if if they do ask me by any chance what I prefer, I want to have a ready answer. Yeah. Right. And so, actually, I wanted the Johnson and Johnson one. I was like, "Oh, one and done's fine." One and, and done, then, yeah. And then it seems like the less it has less side effects, like like that. And then I thought Moderna was like the least, my least, cho- uh, my third last choice because it seemed like people were having the most severe side effects from that. I was like, "I don't want to do that." Mm-hmm. So I go to the 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 vaccine site, and of course, you know, they tell me, "No, you can only." Choose if you have a valid medical reason, which I don't, and so they're like, "Okay, so Moderna, you go. Here you go." I was like, "Damn it, fine." <laughs> so I got the Moderna vaccine. Yeah, and um, my first shot, like a week after my first shot, not only wait, so the first the first one it was I was I had a weird head feeling and I had to lay down and nap it off, but then a week later. My arm started turning red.
0: Okay, my shoulder,
2: where I got this thing, and then it kind of started spreading, but then fading. And I was like, "What the hell is this? Uh No one told me about this." And I googled it, and then it's like, "Oh, one percent of vaccine recipients get something that you know people endearingly call COVID arm." I was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, it didn't hurt or anything, but (laughs) I was like, "Man, I'm getting this stuff that nobody's telling me about."
0: Freaking
1: out. But even then,
2: I'm I'm still glad I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, round two of the vaccine. I was freaking suffering, like the fevers, the chill, everything. I was like, you know, I was out for like two, three days, popping mm-hmm. Tylenol. It helped me get through it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm over it now and and I'm good. And I'm so far I feel good. Um, but yeah, I it was just like it was nice. It I did feel a sense of relief, like something coming off my shoulders a little bit, like, oh, I don't have to be as cautious or or fearful anymore yeah yeah you know there was a a, kind of a false sense of looking in hindsight it's a false sense of you know protection in a a way
1: though it is actual protection like it is protection you're right it
2: is protection um but that's not to say that i can just i should just go around without a mask sucking in people's you know (laughs) exhales you know I shouldn't do that
1: because that's what you, know? you do when you're you're not when there's no you go around sucking in everybody. Else. I mean, I
2: had this weird tendency to want to push the boundaries. Like when I was a kid, <sighs> did you ever do this? Did you ever like run run your hand along the 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 those electric stovetop uh, coils?
1: No. What do you mean you run used, your hand?
2: I used to for some reason. I used to love running my finger around it, like a, it's because it's a little spiral design. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh I and did then, and I then, felt it because it's a spiral yeah.
2: Yeah. But what and was then, the
1: purpose with what intent? Then,
2: and then my 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 also my instinct to test out whether it's safe to touch was to put my entire hand on the, the stove. And so I did that once and then like my hand started bubbling up and like
1: Steve, it oh was my crazy. god, you're like the kid I'm terrified of having. You sound like yeah. my brother, honestly. Like, let's just let's see what happens.
2: I, <laughs> Come I on. would I would be terrified to have myself. Yeah, uh, I'm
1: terrified to yeah. have myself for other reasons because I'd be like an emotional liability. But
2: yeah, that's why I'm my only child.
1: <laughs> so how many times do you go to the ER when you're little? That's the question.
2: <laughs> uh, I went once. Oh my god! I so only. I got lucky, I think.
1: You're a poor but, mom. I I, I know my hug. mom's been through a lot. They, well, that's honestly, and then not to be sexist or anything, but there's a lot of like innate curiosity and like rambunctious, like mischievous nature that's in a lot of boys it is in girls too um i was just a lot too maybe i was too practical and even keeled to do that but i
2: I I don't know i was also
1: scared i was like i don't want to burn my hand that might hurt so i didn't do it
2: well i mean i think for me it's like a lack of that kind of fourth foresight foresight yeah we'll
1: figure it out we'll figure it out after it happens (laughs)
2: You just, as a boy, I feel like you just kind of do what you feel compelled to do without thinking about it. You're like, oh yeah, touch it, yeah. <laughs> and this I don't know what that voice was, Child psychology.
1: No, but I love all your voices, but I understand. Like, I think that's why there's. It, I I want to have empathy and compassion for the fact that, like, not a, this is me trying to be a, a, a mature adult. Is that not everybody? analyzes and takes in the world the same way I do. Obviously there's a constant learning lesson of like, everybody thinks their own thing, Minji, everyone comes to their own conclusions in other ways to me, things that can be so duh. And so look at the facts, like look at the latest report, like look at all the, the tests that they've done. And like that in my mind should be enough evidence or enough reason to do X, Y, Z thing to get vaccinated. Right. And then to understand, like there are really big concerns and fears and, cautions that other people have that that they want to have answered and also all kinds of misinformation right so i don't even know where their baseline is from right like i don't even know what their thought process is i can make assumptions about like oh you're not getting vaccinated you're just a blah 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 blah," right whatever insert judgment there so it's been it's been an interesting thing to like just converse about it and do my best to be open-minded and really try to meet people where they are, even amongst my family, right? Like about our attitude. I wasn't a hundred percent sure about how even my parents would stand on it, even though like my assumption was they'd be all for it. They've been working and doing, um, you know, essential workers stuff all through COVID as dry cleaners. And that scared the shit out of me all year long because they're just around people. Right. And they're in their Mm -hmm. sixties. But I found that even with my own family, like, Thank God they were totally for the vaccine and like they got it. But yeah. it felt like there again, it's just like extra layers of tiptoeing and care.
2: Is, there's like this new world of discovering, or like it's like you peeling back the layer of how well do you really know your friends and family? Mm-hmm. What are their stances on XYZ hot topic at the moment? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, before I feel like it just wasn't as like, personal, but now it just feels so much more. In your face, right? yeah. whether it's about vaccines or whether it's about racism or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, God, like the, the, sometimes there's a feeling of like, oh, I'd rather just not even ask. It's like, you know, what, you just you do you, <laughs> whatever it is, as long as I don't know about it. I think maybe that's better sometimes.
1: I mean, do I agree. And that's the weird thing, because. I think the way that I've been framing it in my mind is like, it's just, I'm really sensitive to how much energy I'm putting into anything, right? Good or bad. Yes. yes. And and it's, the gas tank is so <laughs> sensitive.
2: It's, I don't have energy for anything these days.
1: Thank you. I don't. And okay, let's just acknowledge on top of the fact, like as we're in retrospect right now, because this last year, we also had like the most psycho election of our time. We still had like a chunk of the time that we spent this last year and a half. In my opinion, was with a complete lunatic at the helm, um, mm-hmm. and then on top of Black Lives Matter, on top of Asian hate, like there is a lot of stuff on top of this biological
2: <laughs> situation yeah. we're dealing it's, with. It's it's really just a shit show, isn't it? It
1: was. <laughs> it was.
2: I mean, it still is. It still, it still is. is. But here is the difference for me. I've come to accept. I think I'm in the acceptance phase of. You know what? I thought I had a firm grasp of how stable and reasonable society at large is Mm. and for the and for the most part it is but my understanding has deepened to the point where it's like oh we have a lot of reasonable people in society Mm -hmm. on the other side of that token is there's also quite a few more unreasonable people than i suspected that exist in society Mm um it's just and i used to get angry and upset at for example, like when there's instances when I had earlier in the pandemic where someone would be like, you don't need a mask. And I'm just, and I'm, just I'm just like clenching my fist because like, I'm like, I, don't, I just want to punch you. Yeah. Because it's like people like you that keep this pandemic perpetuated. Mm. And I used to get just I I would just bottle up this rage. I mean, like, so angry. Yeah. Just so tense and angry all the time. Um, l- Luckily, I haven't been pushed to the edge where I actually do something.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. But
2: that's how I felt, though. Yeah, And then, so now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? These people exist. I can't fight them all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't fist fight them all. It's no, just No, you can't. And then, and all I can do is accept that there's going to be these kind of people, whether they're racist or anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers or whatever. And, you know, I mean, it's a little bit morbid, but it's like, if you're an anti-masker, i mean now there's even greater odds that you're going to get covid and you're going to suffer for it and Mm. that's the kind of seeds that you've sown for yourself um uh and on top of that it's like for my own energy and emotional health i can't i can't be reacting to everything that comes my way
1: so So true yeah
2: i kind of just have to be i'm more mindful about where my attention is going yeah um because that changes things i've i've drastically cut out social media um Whew. because for a while it's like it was just just infuriating news sad tragic news and then like and then in the, in in the face of all that some people who are like i'm living my best life and just like on these exotic vacations which is also in, for some reason is infuriating to watch yes when there's all this pain and anger and suffering going on too it's like it feels tone deaf yeah it's probably not their intent but i'm just like going through this uh, gymnastics of emotion uh, by myself sitting behind my phone or computer. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. I don't need this in my life. So um, that's been one healthy step for me to, to kind of just remove that kind of emotional drain i'm like i don't need i don't have the energy for this good for you mindful
1: really really good i i did the same at least with like facebook i took facebook the app off my computer so i considered like Oh, there's there's a
2: computer app for that jesus
1: there's an app on my phone sorry i can't i was like okay if i ever need to get on facebook because i still feel like it's there's a lot of utility to stay in touch with certain people and like events and like you know you know our our mm-hmm. past life as yeah. organizers and all that like i i can't i couldn't really there was a spectrum i was like what it, what what feels doable to me where it's not going to stress me out on the other side of it okay good compromise take it off my phone i found myself going on facebook like once a week instead of like 30 times a day you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i i still saw what was going on and then when i would revisit that and i'd scroll through the dashboard and see what everyone had been up to i'd been like okay that's enough. You know, like the sensitivity. It's kind of like when you don't have sugar for a long time and then you taste something sweet. You're like, damn, that's sweet. Like, ooh.
2: Mm, like yeah.
1: I don't need that much, you know, and then you only take a sip of the soda. You don't need the whole whole can or whatever. It's kind of like, like that with
2: alcohol now. I can't even handle ooh. like one drink. I'm just like, you're a bartender. Well, I was. You were. I was not the before And times. you liked
1: it. And you're, you're a person who enjoyed drinking.
2: Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't want I don't need a drink anymore. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been strange. Your liver.
1: Thanks you, Steve. I'm proud of you. I think that yeah. personally, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not judging somebody like people enjoy their drinks. That's been a funny thing for me to like process through years because people, would, I, I would conversely be like, why is everyone pressuring me to drink? Like if I don't want to drink, why is everyone like, do you need me to drink? So you feel okay drinking. But anyway, that's like a tangent, but like, I do think that there are, it's interesting because when you look at drinking or you look at all these other things that we've been doing, social media, dating, hooking up, relationships, work, all this stuff, right? I think it's like interesting point to, for me to look at it through the lens of like, this has been such a big load of self-medicating activity that like, it's made me, for me on my side, like really reevaluate like what has been good for me. What actually is like, if you enjoy a glass of wine, because you love wine and it's good with dinner and there, there are like health benefits to it sometimes, like that's great. Like do it. But like people, I have friends in my life who are, I'm genuinely concerned are like alcoholics. Like they couldn't really do anything unless they had a drink or they, the only thing they looked forward to was drinking and they're happy hour. And honestly, I've looked at what's my version of that. Mine was like overworking. Mine was like diving into relationships that were like, taking a lot out of me, things like that. And I think that's what this whole last year and a half has like forced me to look at of like, what's been my distraction and self-medicating thing. And what have I been avoiding looking at? And it's been interesting. So like, I don't know if you look at it that way with the fact that like you stopped drinking so much or did it, it like, if it, it provided you, if it provided you any like freedom to do other things now that you're not drinking, did you ever think of that? Or is it just like, you had no occasions to go out drinking. So you weren't drinking anymore.
2: No, because in the beginning of the pandemic, I was chugging alcohol like a fish. Oh, okay. It was like, you, you know, remember in the beginning, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll just, uh for like a couple of weeks, we'll just hunker down uh-huh. with some Netflix uh-huh. and like all this booze. And then at 8 p.m. every night, we're going to like yell out our windows and like, you know, cheer for the first line responders. And like, you know, the intercon had their blue like lights up in, in solidarity. And it's like, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> After that honeymoon died out and then, you know, it was just like, fuck, I can't (laughs) can't keep living like this. Oh. Uh, You just bought my body. I feel like it can't take it. You feel kind of crummy because it's like you can't just Netflix and drink. (laughs) How long did that last?
1: How long was the honeymoon, Um, that phase? And I'm sure you're not alone.
2: I feel like that was that, you know. Okay. So what? Lockdown happened middle of March. Mm -hmm. And then. It feels like for that first probably month or two, it was like the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Woo. First line. We (laughs) we love our we 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 care for our nurses and doctors. Yeah. Yeah. And then the news keeps unfolding that like there's people who, you know, refuse to wear masks. Like, like, and then it's just kind of like, oh, this, this is, this sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Society is kind of crazy it's like, oh, this is what the reality is that we just, I don't know, we just never knew until the situation forced the hand, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So with that being said, it's like, okay, so this is the reality that, you know, for better or worse, it is what it is. And so you just have to accept it. And then you realize, well, you know, like if somebody approaches me on the street does something that I would, past me, would have found like offensive or like um, angering. Um, Now I'm kind of like, you know, I try to I try as best as I can to zoom out of myself and realize this person is so screwed up in the head or crazy about masks that they feel like they have to um, one, like criticize me or yell at me for wearing a mask mm-hmm. that just speaks to some other deeper level problems in this person's life right mm-hmm. it's like why are they so swayed by some sperm witch doctor on YouTube rather than hearing all the medical evidence and and and, and stuff it's like there's like a strange sense of belonging if you are into conspiracy theories mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm maybe you get some sort of kick out of feeling like you're one of the few special ones yeah. who knows something that other people don't. Yeah, And that kind of speaks also in terms of they're probably on some level socially isolated in their personal lives, you know? Yeah. Um, because if you are that kind of person to it, it just kind of feeds in, 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 in on itself, right? Yeah. And so I try to zoom out and be like, look, it's like even when somebody's saying shit to me, directly it's like i try not to take it personally it's very hard it's very hard but i i'm finding that the few moments and the, the more times that i am able to successfully navigate not taking things personally um i i realize you know what i feel better about my day in my life as well you know that's good it's it's very hard and it's almost kind of I don't have the expectation that I'll reach some sort of Buddha nirvana level of like never taking anything personally. And there's a time and a place for that. But I'm also, maybe I'm being more cognizant and aware. Um, I'm re I've been rereading this book called The Four Agreements. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it mm-hmm. by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's like, like taking things personally and also like, for example, it sounds very obvious, but like the words you say, mm-hmm. like, um, whether it's gossiping or talking shit, all that stuff, you might think that you're talking about somebody else, but really, you're kind of just feeding into your own kind of internal poison, right? Um, Ego. On a, on a subconscious level, at the very least. You might not be aware of it, but it's like the vitriol you spew out, It's it's you're also poisoning yourself, too. I, if you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, like like, for example, let's take it on a more basic level like let's say you're a thief and you're like in a den of thieves, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? All your other thief friends steal shit. So it's like, you can never really trust them. You're always going to have this Mm. deep kind of insecurity about whether you can trust your friends who lie, cheat, and steal, Mm. right? Because it's like, it's a very fragile uh, friendship to have because you know that they're capable these things of happen. <laughs> so if you're a friends with like a shit talker you must have on some level some sort of question of well do they talk shit about me behind my back when i'm not around right, you know right. so um there's the reverse of that it's like if you're a shit talker it's like you might not trust other people because you might think other people are the same way as you i don't know if that made any sense but
1: um no i think it makes Yeah, that's,
2: that's kind of where i'm at
1: it, <laughs> the thing th- these are things that you get to think about when you're not drinking <laughs> no i i think it's totally true and i think there's been a lot yeah. of uh time and forced introspection for a lot of people i you don't a lot of people can choose not to there's a lot of people who found other ways to distract themselves and it is what it is like i'm working on again not judging that and just kind of being like oh well you know not everybody dives deep and not everybody does that. Um, and there's a spectrum even of that. Like you can dive deep and then go too deep and you're like, okay, come back to the shore. Cause like it doesn't all have to be so existential. Um, but I think there has been a lot of when, when you do go inside and you see like, why the hell am I so triggered by this person or that belief system or this behavior or whatever. Um, and our, our, our spidey senses to that have become so heightened um, for safety reasons. And just because we're like, we have nothing else to do. I think it's like, yeah, you're just looking at what is it mirroring back to me of like who I am as a person. There's from my end, I can, I can definitely hundred percent attest to like, I'm in the same, you know, I'm on the same freeway as you, Steve. (laughs) We're in separate lanes, but on the same freeway, definitely been thinking a lot about that, about like my own behavior. And when it came to the social media stuff of like, why is this bothering me so much? When you talk about the things of like people who are Uh, When I was getting pissed that people were sharing photos of like, I'm living my best life. And it's like, dude, we're in like, we're all suffering at home. We're in pandemic. If it reflected that they're being irresponsible, then yeah, I was like sitting on that and wondering why is this so upsetting to me? But other parts of like, if they're happy in the moment where everyone else is suffering, I was like, are you tone deaf? Like, blah, blah, blah. But I would even check myself on that. I was like, dude, if they're trying to inject some joy and happiness or find something that they're celebrating in the middle of all the suffering, why am I like holding that against them? You know what I mean? And full transparent and self-awareness, like I posted a bunch of like hiking photos and in, um in, uh, when I, I took a vacation to Maui, which I did, that was like one of the things I like, treated myself to after being vaccinated and Uh, I was like, I wasn't talking about you though. No, 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 (laughs) no. It's okay, Steve. I can take it. Well, you're my friend. Honestly, if you said stuff to me, I would listen to you. And I would be like, oh, like I didn't even think about it that way. But um no, but I think it's fair. And if you're gonna and that's also the part. Like if we're gonna pass judgment or have opinions about others, then I think it's just fair to and mature and wise to also look at your own behavior. Are you part of that? Like, really, like ask that question. If you're pissed at other people so much, like what are you also Usually people that are critical of others, I can put myself in that, are like at least if not way more critical to self.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a reflection of it's yourself. It's a reflection of self. Either yeah. judgment, either way you have, like how you view other people is ultimately a reflection of yourself if you take the time to like sit down and look at it.
1: But know? do you also think there's value in like being objective and saying like, hey, I think that that action or that behavior is irresponsible? Because Mm. I still think that there's merit in that and there's need for that because not everything that we do is just like, oh, I can't judge that person. Like I had this conversation with my dad, which didn't turn Mm -hmm. into an argument, thank God. But we Mm -hmm. were talking Mm -hmm. about he said like people need to judge people like it's 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 a need of human society. And I was like, I think I get what you're saying. But what I'm talking about is judging as like passing judgment of like that's a shit person they're terrible blah, blah. without having any level of like oh i don't know what they've been through where they're coming from or what their intentions are so i was like i think you mean being like discerning which is being able to say like i i agree or don't agree or think that action is going to have bad consequences or not but judging the way i and this is where it can get lost in translation right i was like i think that's what you mean what I'm saying when I say I don't think it's good to judge other people is that like you put yeah. yourself in a place of superiority and that you are blameless in a lot of ways because that's the way exactly. it comes out and it's very condescending and like oh well I wouldn't do that like it, it totally often,
2: <laughs> like ninety percent of these internet arguments or whatever it's always a a, a a clash of semantics it's like people aren't arguing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the language needs to be very clear, and oftentimes it's not, especially when people are just typing on their phone while they're on the toilet, Right. you know? So, yeah, it, case in point, yeah. It totally is, like, your dad's speaking from, like, a crime and justice punishment angle, it sounds like, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, if, if you commit a crime, you'd be punished for it, and that's that. But, you know, you and I are talking about judgment in the English-language colloquial sense of, like, you know, whether you um, dismiss somebody or, you know, acknowledge or not acknowledge them as a person going through things mm-hmm. and thinking of yourself as above that or what not, you know?
1: Yeah, it's tough. And I think it all comes back to, not all comes back to, it's 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 still related to the fact of like how much energy we're spending. Like, I also wonder from that level of like, it's morals and ethics and like, do I want to be a, the kind of person who sits there and like sits on our high horse and passes judgment on other people without really understanding the context or like what they're really saying, who they are. But that also requires energy, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that's really the thing to think about right now uh, where we're talking in like, you know, July, August of 2021. It's like, I've just been hearing it from every angle, from everyone I talk to right now, whether that's friends, family, family clients, my agents, like everyone's just really, really skating on thin ice with their energy. Mm -hmm. And like, if Mm -hmm. one little thing kind of sets them off or goes out of whack, it's hard. It takes that much more energy to pivot (laughs) from the original statement of this Mm -hmm. podcast. It's like what you used to be able to turn quickly and be like, all right, that didn't work. Here's the thing. Or like, oh, now I got to talk to this person, like on top of all the people I'd originally anticipated today. It used to not, ain't no thing, because, like, you can just do it, right? It's kind of, like, a minimal impact. And now it's like, what? I have to talk to another person? Like, this thing didn't go the way I thought? Like, it's a lot. It
2: it very well could be that my reaction to just these very, very dramatic times is that maybe this is is an emotional reaction to be like, well, I need to, like, stabilize myself because the world around me is so crazy. (sighs) In order to find some semblance of balance, perhaps. But before, when everything was relatively normal in my life, I think I'd be like, let's be crazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> One more shot, guys. <laughs> Come on, Manji. Yeah. But, and I'd be
1: like, oh, my God, Steve, leave me alone.
2: <laughs> but you know what? On that note, though, like, uh, I'm going to shout out somebody that, um, you know, during my college, crazy college drinking years, of especially when I was in Korea. Mm-hmm there was this one friend of ours who when we're out and then we're all like most of us are trying to like go on to the next phase next icha samcha whatever yeah. and then he'd be like oh okay i'm cool guys i'm going to head back and then i wasn't all, i wasn't like come on come on mama. but i
1: could totally see you being maybe that a little guy. bit maybe a little totally bit in the beginning
2: just in the just a little bit like oh you're heading back but then he's like yeah but the way he said it the way he did it it was very I respected it a lot, Mm. and and secretly, I never told him this, but I always secretly was like, I wish for some reason I, I should do that, (laughs) like instead of forcing myself. I don't know why I'm doing this. You know, going back to like my childhood, oh, just do it. (laughs) But you know, it's like oh, but here's a guy who's like in who's kind of mindful of like oh, I feel tired, I don't want to force myself, and he's not forcing himself.
0: Mm. Whereas Mm. me.
2: I'd always be like pushing myself to the edge. Yeah. Like to, to the point of exhaustion. There's like many photos of me passing out at the library, just so tired.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. And and so I look back at that and even then I I respected that a lot when when somebody's just able to be like, Oh no, I'm good. You know, you guys have fun though. And it wasn't nothing personal. Yeah. You know, it's just I'm I'm just aware of where my energies are and uh, I was glad to spend it with you guys and then now I have to go back. And it's like like that. What a graceful you
1: know? exit. I like that.
2: That's what it is, the graceful exit. I respected that so that's much. That's very
1: mature. And that's hard. And that's, I hopefully, I would imagine it comes with, like, maturity and age. But that, you know, is not a guarantee. You know, like, doesn't mean... Just because you get older doesn't mean that you you learn how to do those things. You just have to learn how to do them.
0: But, yeah, like, yeah. I,
1: one thing that... Okay, so, like, I'll bring it back to, like, what we're talking about now. But, like, during the last year and a half there were multiple moments many than more than I can count that I'd be on my walk or like doing something you know like it's crazy how much it like flew by in the blink of an eye but it was like also like an eternity I genuinely wondered like look to the sky and just be like why are we doing all this you know Mm because like and I live in Cal. We live in California. We live in LA, which is one of the most expensive places to live. You know, arguably in the world, right? There's uh, there are other yeah. expensive places to live, but we're we're in the top. You know, probably one percent of the world. I was like, I'm busting my ass in the middle of a pandemic to try to pay my mortgage, and I don't. You know, like, and I'm paying for therapy, and I still can't see my family, and I want to be like a actor, filmmaker, and I have a product I'm working on in stealth mode, like. Why am I doing all of it, right?
2: Sounds like you got a lot going on.
1: <laughs> but this is, I mean, I've always, yeah, uh, I was like, this before COVID, let's be real. But like, it, it was just, a, it was this moment of of breathing and like less distraction where I could wonder these things. And I'm glad I asked those questions personally. I, it got like, at times when I get really sad and I went through rough times this past year and a half, but like, it would get kind of dark. I'll be real. Like, it got very like... Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Like there are times I wasn't going to, uh, to be totally, and I'm not trying to knock anybody's, um, you know, their mental health journey and I'm not making any commentary for myself. I wasn't going to act on that. I wasn't because I've been in that space too before when I was younger, but I genuinely just got into this place and feeling of like, I don't want to try anymore. Like I don't want to, I just want to lay like broccoli on my bed and just enjoy. Like broccoli? I don't know, This where's Lay Like Broccoli? That's really pretty woman, she says that. Let's Lay Like Broccoli. Oh, veg does? out, oh, that's really? what she says. She let oh, veg out. Oh, I see, I see. Lay Like Broccoli. And I was like, it'd be really nice, like, why can't I just lay still, watch a movie, and like, let it be that? I always have to be go, go, go. I always have to have something that I'm like, aspiring to, or wanting to do, and achieve, and change, and revolutionize, and da, 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 da. So for me personally, it was like a, it was kind of a stark contrast to my usual go get them kind of minginess, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was necessary to, like, question all those things and to be a little bit bigger and broader and zoomed way out because it really came back to that thing of, like, I just feel so tired. In general, I felt tired yeah. with, like, life. And I think that that's a very regular, real, shared experience of all of us, especially in this last year and a half, but, like, also always. Like, it's good, I think hopefully, and uh, however people want to find it in a healthy way to like question, why do, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Right. What is, th- what is this, what am I trying to achieve by doing this? Right. If a, if a friend is trying to leave because they're tired and they want to go home, why am I like egging them on to stay? I've done that too. Maybe not to like get them to drink like you, Steve, but like, I would like not really respect some friends boundaries. I started questioning that. Cause I get really annoyed when people cross my boundaries that I'm working on setting. Like I say, hey, I'm tired, I gotta go. And if people say, like, no, 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 you have to stay, I'm like, bitch, why do I
2: have to stay? Like That's just annoying. Did you not hear I'm on the me? other side of it now. It's like, I'm a, that's so annoying. Oh, like, now just you're on my side. Let the person do what they need to do. Yeah. God.
1: So this comes down to now, right? So I went really, really big and deep, but it, it comes down to like, how are you, how are you? So you're sh- shedding light on like how are you now operating? Now that we have some freedoms, right? There is, there's been some socializing allowed. People are traveling we might have to put that on hold for a bit but we're like socializing more people are meeting up like how are you dealing with that what is your what is your thought process and MO when it comes to like you're you're feeling that energy <laughs> like wither away and you just can't like what how are you dealing with it now with that tiredness and that like sensitivity now
2: yeah i, I think um there is more of a mindfulness of what my energy levels are. And you know, I question you go through the questioning process of, well, do I need to go if I don't really feel like mm-hmm. it? Or then on top of that, there's the the health assessment It's right. Like it's like you wanna understand what is the social situation going to be. Is it going to be indoors or outdoors? Is it going to yeah. be at someone's house? Do you know everybody who's going there? Like Like, do I know that everybody there is vaccinated? Mm -hmm. You know, these kind of things have become more and more um, apparent over time. In the beginning, I wasn't thinking about that. I just went out and then I realized, oh, you know what? I need to start making more of a checklist of, or like at least a mental checklist of what the situation is. You got to, you know, you got to assess the situation. Yeah. So that plays into effect as well. Like, I'm down to meet, like, like, you know... A smaller group of people, but I don't. I'm just not in the mood to do the big groups right now. Yeah. Um, not until some the situation gets better or whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of taking it slower. I think. I think a big part of what is so difficult um, or, or challenging uh, when it comes to social media in your life for example is that um social media is constantly distracting you it's designed to be distracting
0: Mm.
2: it's designed to be able to easily pull up and then scroll through and then boom like another half hour is gone it's like what i didn't do nothing but then what you really need is a moment to kind of just sit there um and just kind of like not have your mind race in all different directions, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, a big mantra for me uh, has been the idea of motion before emotion, Mm. right? It's kind of just another way of saying, like, just take it a step at a time. Like Like, for example, on one end of the spectrum, there'll be times when I'm too tired to go out or socialize or, like, feel uncomfortable with a given social situation. Um, and there's times when I have to recognize, you know what, that's fine. I should rest and take it easy and not be upset at myself for not forcing myself to go out or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, um, even though I want to socialize and whatever and whatnot. Then the other side is sometimes I feel like so low energy that I'm like, oh, like I just don't feel like anything. And then a gentle reminder for me on that end of the spectrum is like, just, just get up and take a walk. Or just do one page of morning pages. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Make it really like,
1: micro, like manageable. Make it s- small things yeah.
2: that helps build momentum into your day. Yeah. And then you can you can feel better about that. So so there's these two very complete opposite spectrums. And you gotta have to you kinda just have to recognize and balance and, and juggle that. At least that's been the case for me. It's like I have this side of me on one end and the other side of me on the other. And they're all parts of what I feel and experience. And then, you, you know, it would be disastrous to use the motion before emotion part in the drinking scenario. It's like, no, don't, don't think, just drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, so then use your you know, judgment. So you, be kind of, you have to use, <laughs> yeah, good judgment, good judgment. <laughs> um, to use that word, and depending on the circumstance, right? To
1: protect yourself.
2: Yeah. That's good, though. Is that, yeah. I
1: mean, having a checklist, I think, is is like, it's a practical thing. And not everybody, the funny thing is I, I'll come up with checklists and then I'll never use them. Like I have them and then they just float in my notes on my phone and I don't like refer to them. So it's interesting when you have like, you get your tools, but then you got to use the tools for them to be useful. So there's, there's like an on-ramp. I call it like the on-ramp sometimes is short and sometimes it's long. And sometimes for building any habit, I think takes a long time. So you have to just be Mindful, like you said, and patient with yourself. Cause yeah, you might come up with this really great process and strategy to like manage your feelings and your to do list, but like it's not natural to you yet. So it might take you a second to like practice it.
2: You're gonna have to, yeah. I mean, it it can be really frustrating when it's like, especially in an industry like what we're in, it's like time is so valuable. Mm -hmm. And And it can feel like sometimes you're just time is just slipping past you. It's like, oh, like. Career life stuff. It's like, oh man, like fucking, it's already been almost two years leaning towards that. It's gonna be another year or two, at least, if there is ever an end to this pandemic, or we just get to a point where people who aren't vaccinated die off. And then people who are vaccinated will now COVID just becomes like more of a flu case, ironically, you know?
0: It's it's
1: a it's a hyper awareness, I think, right now, of like to sound really nerdy. But it's like, it's being really aware of like, what are your opportunity costs? Like, what's the thing that you're giving up to do this, right? And right now, there's, I've, some people and myself at times, there were times where I was like, this sucks. I feel like we're getting a year of our life stolen because of this. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that feeling, when anybody steals something that you feel like you're entitled to or that you just, not even entitled to, that you just really, really want, right? Like we really, really want to work and it's not even just work to make money. It's like we're in our, in our universe of Hollywood, it's like, we're doing this to like fulfill lifelong dreams and life purposes as artists, you know, like your, your ass its like not even looking at somebody who's like an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. It's like, you're literally depriving my friends and me of our ability to like, live our life purpose and other people too. Right. Like the more you care about others, like it's, it goes deeper than just like, God, you're so annoying. And you're just making this like last longer. It's like, we're we're aware of like what we're not getting because the thing that we're not getting is so obvious. Right. We don't get to see friends. We don't get to go on regular dates. You don't get to like see family for holidays. Like those, those consequences and costs have been so like intense and like real, these are like real important things. Um, so I think it just goes to show like, I think we have awareness of these things and then therefore have compassion for self and others. And also just also maybe use it for me. It's actually teaching me how to stick up for myself more because I'm so sensitive. Like I guard my time better. So even when it comes to like friends that want it, like I'm outing myself on my own platform, but like I don't have the energy (laughs) to talk to everybody right now. I love, I have so much love for friends and people in my community um, but I just don't have it. And it's been very strange for me, Steve, you know, how I've, you know, I've operated for the last, well, I've known you for almost mm-hmm. 10 years, but it's been a long oh, time of yeah. me going at a certain clip. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to. Yeah, And it's weird for me to, I have a lot of guilt and sometimes shame of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as like generous as I used to be. But then I also question that I counter, Like I didn't owe that to everybody to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I say no, that's me working on me inside my head of, like, you're not a bad person to say no. Like, if your time and your energy is very scarce and you need to pay your bills and you want to have enough energy to talk to your mom, then, yeah, you don't owe everybody, like, going to that thing or whatever, right? Um,
2: you, you know, on, on some level, uh, um, I think I am ha- I have a micro level um, similar experience to yours um, where it's like there's all these people that I still haven't talked to or caught up with since pandemic and now it's like now that we're vaccinated we can do it reasonably safely Mm -hmm. but I don't know personally right now I'm just in a place where I'm like I want to catch up with all my friends but right now I just for whatever reason, I don't have the energy to do that right yeah. now. And I'm just still coming to terms with the fact that, you know, that that's okay too. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, here's the thing, it's like, I feel on almost a little bit guilty for not reaching out to certain friends. But then I have to stop and ask myself, well, have they reached out to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not to say that that doesn't mean we're friends or not but it's like maybe there's room for acknowledgement that we're all going through this crazy thing together and it's kind of like you know i don't need to hurry to pass judgment about what someone's opinion of me is or isn't because of what has or hasn't transpired uh yeah so it's it's all about kind of like easing up on that and you know not taking things personally. Yeah,
1: I think it's easing up on everyone else and giving some grace to others and grace to yourself. Like you don't have to you don't have to feel as guilty. I hope you don't feel too. I I understand that feeling though. I, I feel it kind of every day in some shape or form. And I think that's something, if anybody's feeling that on top of like feeling overwhelmed or burnt out or resentful or whatever, like there's such a mess of things that are just anxious and antsy to like fucking get this over with and go back to whatever that normal that we've been seeking and understanding that it may not exist anymore. All that stuff. It's a lot still. And, um, You know, it's, I think it's just, we'll all have to figure out how to sit with that. We've been learning. I think we're going to continue to learn how to like sit with it and then figure out what we want to do in light of that. So I just, as your friend, Steve, I want to like validate your feelings and let you off the hook. I think it's, people will show up how they can, (laughs) when they can. And like, otherwise, and I, I said it earlier, but like, know our feelings, do not feel bad about not coming to my birthday dinner. It's all good. And I really respect you for like being like, hey, you know what? I actually don't feel right about going. I really like respected you and looked up to you as a friend. I was like, good on you, Steve.
2: Mm, thanks. So that was that was my birthday gift. Oh,
1: thank you. you. <laughs> your absence was <laughs> no, your no, gift. No. To
2: me. <laughs> I, I will um have you ever have you ever had um like Zanko's chicken? Heck yeah, so good. Zanko's so good. Oh my god, that's my new spot. Dude, the garlic um, spread. Okay, well, I mean. You know, maybe we'll, we'll do like a Zanko's dinner or something like that or, or lunch or whatever. And, you can
1: you know, sit 10 feet away from me. We can sit in. in a park and like, it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, no, you, I'm, if it's just you, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. You know, but yeah, like I, I'm just trying to avoid those public indoors.
1: No, that's totally you know. fair. And, yeah, yeah. and what are, okay, so let's, what was the last question I wanted to ask you? How, man. This would, this would launch us. And I I just like, I'm thinking about the whole Sim- Simone Biles thing right now. That's been on because
2: she. Yeah. She, good on her, you know. Yeah. It's, okay. She's making waves by not even doing the thing that everyone expects of her. And I was, res- that's so respectable. That's so admirable.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm team Simone. There were some interesting pushbacks that I saw. Again, this is the danger of the, the social media rabbit hole, but I did yeah. spend a little bit of time reading comments. And it was yeah, just yeah. like, it was interesting what people were critiquing her on of like, that she let down her teammates, that she couldn't have like backed out earlier, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I got so defensive of her. Then mm. I wondered, like, it, being the self-involved person that I am, I was like, well, like, when have I done that? Like, have I let down people? And I'm pretty sure I have because I've I've definitely reached my like burnout limit and I've like backed out of things, but I've also pushed through a lot more things where I feel like I, I shouldn't have. I'm like, I, you should mm-hmm. just said no. So what did, did, have you read any of those critiques or like heard any of them? And
2: No, I'm not as familiar. So they're saying that she let down Team USA or yeah. whatever because she...
1: Like, why did you but even go like, to the Olympics if you weren't going to finish them? I was like, I'm sure she had every intention of finishing them. F-
2: like, Well, these people, I feel like it's so easy for them to judge, Yeah, exactly. Right? They're just sitting at home behind a computer. It's like, you're going, these people are going to Japan where there's like surging COVID cases and it's super bizarre and weird, especially when you're used to, especially, I was thinking as a performer, mm-hmm. right? I totally get it. It's like, you can't play to an empty room. It's it's hard. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um there at least there's like an energy you get from your 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 fans and your family and friends being there to support you and all that stuff, yeah. right? But then they're not there. You have to quarantine and isolate. It's kind of a scary situation. More and more athletes are t- turning up positive even after competing in in their bubbles and all that. So it's yeah. like it's, it, these people forget like hello, we've been in this crazy situation for the past 18 right. months. Right.
1: And on top like, of that, they're you're like, going to
2: act like that's not a factor. Yeah,
1: like they've been going through everything we've been going through as regular s- civilians on top of that, they're expected to perform at the highest level on the global stage in the entire freaking world. Like that, yeah. I think uh, allows some room for some compassion and grace of like, dude, shut up. Like, what do you even know? I don't know anything about being like an Olympian. Um, right.
2: That's the thing. They don't, they don't know any better. They don't, they don't know what it's like to be an Olympian. That's, that's, that's just, that's how I've is. I've
1: argued with my dad, not with my dad's friend, but like I, I debated. Your dad's friend? I, <laughs> no, like I, I, I go in with like, I, with the grownups, I debate, I've, I've been that chick. But like, I think we debated about like, this is pre-COVID too, but like the general, difference between generations right like the boomers are like you have to just get it done it doesn't matter suck it up and deal with it and there's something about that because i was raised like that that i still kind of believe in of like Mm -hmm. we have the ability to overcome a lot And, and a lot of things are just mental right it's not even about like external factors like you just have to hunker down and get it done right um
2: and i agree with that too it's like yeah like there is things that are like more important than yourself that kind of should elevate you to to perform better or more altruistically for like whether it's for your parents or family or country or whatever. Whatever the ideal is. I agree with yeah. that.
1: But I think she was really smart.
2: That doesn't have to be in in direct opposition to what Simone Biles has exactly. done. Exactly. You know? It's kind of narrow-minded thinking that this one thing is letting everyone down. It's like she's doing what she needs to to perform at her best. Yep. And ultimately that's the bigger goal here, right? When she can perform at her best, you know, she can compete, maybe who knows? Maybe even then in the next Olympics. She literally could rather than trying to broken herself, overdo it. Yeah. That shit is dude, the the bean I like I don't even know. Yeah, That's, that oh. I was talking about <laughs> I think gymnastics is like probably the craziest Olympic event. Cause as a gymnast, you have to do all these I guess you don't have to compete in every um gymnastics event, but then you know, you kind of do want to, yeah. right? I'm not exactly clear on how the point scoring goes, but it's like the more points you have, and the more you can do, the better, right? It's just wild, um, yeah. That's not easy. I,
1: it's so it's so crazy, like how in a split second, like it could all be finished. And if you don't, if you don't have self awareness and like the the courage to be like. I'm at my limit. I can really like you can damage it's your very instrument. Dangerous. You know what I'm saying?
2: Very dangerous. Forever.
1: And like my friends have hurt themselves just lifting at 24 Hour Fitness. You know what I'm saying? So like she knows her body and she knows her. Like, I've
2: hurt myself from just sitting still for too long during pandemic. Okay, that's the next. So I'm the opposite of Simone Biles. <laughs> I'm the. I'm the bemoaned Siles of, of uh, <laughs> Olympic sitting still on the couch playing video games and then getting fucking frozen shoulder and not being able to move my shoulder properly during this pandemic. So
1: true, so true. So yeah, I just I was curious about because like that I think that is a very like current events but very indicative of like what is the what are the ways to like push yourself and then also to hold back i think she set a really really good example in my opinion of like challenging people even if they disagree with her but challenge them to think about what she decided and why right because i think the the hugeness of what she decided to do in this like 11th like at the biggest moment top of her game she's like i'm i can't i'm not gonna do it that I think is very that takes guts, provocative in a great way to make everybody stop and think because we've already been th- at least I have. Why are we doing all of this? What are you trying to prove? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. especially with the USA, like we have this, and I, I'm very proud and also like increasingly embarrassed sometimes to be American, like for good and bad, like the same way I feel about being Korean, like very proud, very ashamed. Like we have a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we have these <laughs> cultures of just like we can do it underdog, like no matter what it takes, work, 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 capitalism, like, and there's really good stuff that comes out of that. There's this whole narrative of like the hero and, and it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it's very inspirational in so many ways, but there's a danger to that too. And I think that that's, what's being evaluated right now. I hope that sometimes the right, smart, brave, courageous, wise thing to do is not push yourself to the limit, you know?
2: Like Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka. It's like these young ladies at the top of their game are showing the world what it means to to stand up for yourself and have the guts to not cave into society's expectations. How amazing is that? That these young people can have that kind of self-awareness, I guess, or I don't know what it is that gives them the strength to do that, but that's so respectable. Like just questioning the whole... System that's built around them and and bringing awareness to it. It's like now we're talking about yep. it. You know, love it or hate it. It's like now it's a now it's a, a thing to talk about and consider uh, mental health. And, and it's like it, on one hand, like the boomer, like our parent, like our grandparents or whatever the boomer generation of like, well, we grew up in the war, so you know we had to like we had we had to sc- scrap for our food and 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 like we had there's nothing on the street. You know, there's like dirt streets, shit everywhere, mm-hmm. dog shit. And it's like, yeah. They, they, so they grew up in that time when like physical mm-hmm. survival was like put to the test. So you really, and no one, I don't question that they went through their own ordeal. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. But now in our generation and the younger generation's time of like relative, I guess, physical comfort, it's like now like mental health is becoming a thing that was never even on the radar before in our so much. In our in our grandparents' time, right, exactly, right?
1: and that's a huge it, it pivot, t- if you will. That's a very big, that is a huge yeah. pivot.
2: Yeah, our parents, in a sense, um, yeah, they're kind of remnants of that older era. But then, yeah, like we're in this kind of like crossover stage of um, hope, realizing that our problems are are different. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's no longer so much like artillery fire hopefully (laughs) uh but now it's like global pandemic mental health isolation technology and social media it's like these are the things that are now affecting us in ways that we never would have predicted 50 years ago. for sure for sure
1: and i do think my i don't think it, it it removes like the way that i still believe in like the remnants of my parents generation of like we can suck it up like in a different way i guess the how is different mm-hmm. of how do we suck it up and still show up and power through i still believe i i i have that energy <laughs> i don't know i have a uh, my mood is in leo whatever um but i i have that that belief and i i try to bring it out of because i really care about empowering people that they have agency and that they have the wherewithal like you can do it like i believe in you you know and the, the defense that I was getting Because he was My dad's friend was basically Kind of alluding He was like painting a picture Of like Everyone's so soft now Right Like everyone's so right. fragile And I'm like That's
2: every generation Saying I that about know. The subsequent generation So I was
1: right? like Okay I don't want to get into that But we're gonna We're gonna have to Because I, I wanted to defend My generation And be like Well we're dealing with A whole mess of other stuff That you You never had to You didn't watch like Hey, you barely even dated. So like, you never even had to go through a breakup. You just married the first person that you dated in your world. What do you know about heartbreak and then watching them on social media, like fall in love with someone else and like, well, you know, like you don't know that. Mm. So don't talk to me that like, we're all fragile. You, you're talking about things that you, you've never lived through. So I would get defensive in that way.
2: I, I think our basic instincts, like we have certain primal instincts, right? Like if we get hungry, oh, I gotta eat, tired, sleep. And then emotionally, basic instincts is like um to, to be affected personally, mm-hmm. like as if everything that happens to you, negative or good or positive, is because of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And like sure, like it's it's hard to describe this because it's it's everything has a duality to mm-hmm. it, right? Like if you work hard at tennis or gymnastics and you're getting gold medals. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, you put in the hard work. Yeah. But at the same time, you were also supported by your friends and family, your teammates, your, your coaches, whatever. So there's, it's almost hard to ever take credit for anything, even though <laughs> so you should be proud of your accomplishments. Right. So I don't know what to say, really. It's like, um, on the flip side of it, it's like, it's easy to just be offended, especially these days. Yes, right? Everyone's offended about everything some things are uh, worthy and, and some things not and it's kind of like we're in this weird uh, emotional mental puberty phase of the internet <laughs> where we're trying to grasp and like and, and grapple how do we handle all this shit being tossed in our faces mm-hmm. day after day hour after hour minute after minute and we're com- we're voluntarily i guess voluntarily we our instincts are being hijacked to kind of like compulsively check social media mm. There's something that's just so easy and seductive about it which is like why not just let me just scroll through oh let me give myself whatever reasons for just doing yeah. it. And then we subject ourselves to all this kind of whether it's inflammatory news about things that are truly upsetting um but all, but also misinformation all this stuff we're just we're growing right now i think as a collective species we're, we're, we're going through the, we're going through the growing pains of learning how to manage these things in our lives, yeah, you know? for sure. Um, and that's okay. So I guess, I don't know, I guess my bottom line message is like, I don't know, just don't take it personal.
1: Don't take <laughs> it personal. If anyone doesn't know the song. It's, it's little... hard.
2: It's hard. It's very, it's hard. very
1: hard and it, it can be pretty simple. I think that's a, that's a good note to leave our listeners with because Cause I can talk to you for like 15
2: hours, which should like, we've, we should do a marathon podcast. I episode. was
1: Yeah. I was like, if we ever did that, hours. it
2: could it could totally happen.
1: Let's do that one day. Actually, that'd be really fun if we could get different friends to like join in different parts, <laughs> do different stretches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I say that's a, this is where we're at. As of this moment, we're not done. No one's done. We're never done, which you can take, you know, in a good or bad way. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's wise words have, wiser words have never been said. Just don't take it personal. I'm working on it, man. Anybody who's struggling with it, bruh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Life
2: gives you plenty of practice opportunities to get better at it.
1: Yes. Plenty. My friend, Uh uh, I made a new friend uh, this past weekend at a a birthday gathering that I was really kind of like, oh, should I, do I want to go to this? Um, But let this be a moment for like, going in at whenever you're and however you're ready to go inside, take a look at the things that are kind of like need a little bit of a look-see. Because she left me Oh, she's, she gave, she's a psychologist, Helen, this is for you. I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, but Helen Ma, um, she's a psychologist and I had the greatest time getting to know her at a friend's birthday, but she was, she sent me a quote that she, she mentioned in our conversation, which is nothing changes until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of changing. Changing sucks for pretty much everybody. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. Um, But staying the same can also, it can suck. And at some point staying the same sucks more than how much it sucks to change. So like if we we might be in there, I think we're right in that spot. Like we have to change because like what we've been doing is not working. So this new normal, whatever it is, it has to be a graduated version of what it was before. Because that's old news. We're graduating out of it.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Time to graduate.
1: Don't take it personal. Think about it cut yourself some slack and move on. That's what we'll do. Right, Steve. Right on. (laughs) Uh, thank you so much. Where can people, you are the host of an amazing podcast as well. Do you want to plug your, your podcast so they can listen to more of your thoughts and feelings as you critique art?
2: Uh, (laughs) no, just kidding. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing. So me, Kathy and Kim, um, as if people know, who- <laughs> we hosted the Korean drama podcast for a couple seasons, which means we watched two Korean dramas, and then we just like gab on about mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't, I don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great promo,
1: Steve. I love it. This is the um, most honest.
2: Don't, don't, don't listen to it. But if you're curious. <laughs> You can check out. I think it's called Korean Drama Pod. I don't even know what our Instagram handle is. If you look up Korean drama podcast, it's gonna pop up. Um, and so we, you know, we were kind of on a hiatus. I guess we're trying to figure out what happens next. Do um, you? It, it's just I, I, my role is usually to kind of clarify any perhaps weird Korean cultural things that pop up on the show that we're watching that maybe Kathy or Kim don't really You're understand. good at that. Um, but uh, oftentimes we talk longer than the actual episode. <laughs> it's weird. That never happens, um,
1: Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whenever does the conversation go too long?
2: <laughs> so yeah, if you're curious and you have a bunch of time to kill, I guess you can check it out. Um, Korean drama podcast. Apparently a lot of our listeners are like middle-aged white women in the Midwest. Awesome.
1: Hey, they want yeah, to, they're, like, they're getting cultural. Edu- you're, you're providing a great service, Steve. Don't underplay that. But yeah, if you want to listen to it, go check it out. They're part of the potluck podcast collective. Yes. Cool. Well, Steve, I thank you, you're you in my top return guests on my show. just
2: Am I the most returned? How, how many, who, who's, who's the top? Who's the top?
1: Hmm. Melly's been on a couple times. You've been on so this is your third, I think. Anywho, yeah, you're 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 up there. You might be now well,
2: the top return guest. Thank thank you for <laughs> putting me back in the top position. That's, that was my that's one of my bucket list goals in you're life. You're
1: very welcome. I'm glad we could achieve Always that. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. We'll definitely talk again. Um stay sane, sending hugs, and we'll have Zenku chicken.
2: Yes, yes, elbow, elbow, which bump. we're
1: not even sponsored by, so I'm gonna hit them up. And be like, thank you, chicken.
2: Thank oh, you so. It bad. is, it oh, is. God. I just, I just discovered them recently. That's why I'm like, because a new one opened up downtown. I'm like, oh, what <laughs> is this?
1: Cool. Okay, we'll go. Thank you, Steve.
2: All right. See mm-hmm. you, Minji. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All with Steve Lim, talking about navigating the new normal and all that that entails. What a ride. Stay strong, everybody. We can do this. If you want to follow Steve, even though he, like, I pretty much told you not to follow him, um, you can find him on Instagram at Surimu, (laughs)
0: S-S-U-R-I-M-U.
1: took me a second. Um, If you want to hear more from him, he is the co-host of the Korean Drama Podcast, which is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which I'm a part of and a proud member of. So go check that out. Hilarious cultural uh, context setting you'll find there. And it's really great. It's with uh, two amazing co-hosts that are comedic and hilarious and insightful. So just go go check that out. And if you enjoy this episode, feel free to share this with a friend. We can all uh, support each other through whatever means, if you don't have the words to express all the things, and something here resonated with you, let us be your words. Let us be your stream of consciousness, so that you can share that with a friend and hopefully give them some therapy and support and catharsis. That's what we're here for. Uh, you can find, first of all, on all the podcast platforms from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Google Play, Stitcher. Um, and yeah, please do subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed. I really appreciate it. It helps my channel, helps me grow, and uh, growing we are. So stay tuned for some really cool announcements along the way. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to Juliana Deer, my amazing marketing teammate. And uh, yeah, thank you to my Patreon patrons for your support for helping me keeping this podcast alive and growing. This week's shout out is to none other than James Boo. James is also a podcaster and producer, and he's honestly a hell of a lot better than I am. And I'm just in awe that he's here sharing the space, listening to my show and supporting me. It just means the world. Thank you so much, James. You're amazing. And thank you for being a supporter of pod- of the podcast. Um yeah, if you'd also like to support, first of all, you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast and become an ongoing supporter financially. Or if you'd like to make a one time donation or whatever, you can go to my website, first of all have my Amazon wish list and all that stuff there. If you're feeling generous, thank you very much in advance for your generosity. I really, truly appreciate all the love and support. If you'd like to reach out, you can reach me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. You can also follow me at firstofallpod on Instagram. My personal page is Minjeezy. There's a mix of different kinds of content there for you to get to know the show, get to know me, and all the wonderful random things that I share with the universe and Juliana's hard work. Juliana, I love you. Um, and yeah, that's it for me this week And we are closing out uh, Thank you to Uzahan for his use of his song Uzi Trap for the intro And this week we are closing out with Run River North With their song Spiders Please enjoy, take care of yourselves Stay strong, keep the faith alive Be nice to yourself and others And I love you Talk to you later, bye
0: Spiders up the wall Up to the ceiling I can't shake them all Cause no one sees them Why the silly face when the room's so serious? No one's happy and it's never enough. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. It's just the way it is for now. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. It's just the way it is for now. Don't seem to fit Don't leave me in the middle of your web Spinning yeses and no I can't make sense Of what you don't even know Just the way it is Just the way it is It's just the way it is for now Just the way it is it's just the way it is for you.